Hi, this is Dan Beer. I'm here at San Diego Comic-Con 2018 with Max Allen Collins, who is here promoting his new two comics with from Titan Comics, Mickey Splains, Mike, Mike, Mickey Splains, Mike Hammer, sorry, saying that three times fast, <laughs> as well as Corey's War. Um, so I know, um, Max, Mike Hammer, it's, it's a property that's been around for a long time. Why did you decide to start working on this property? What, would, what drew you to this property? Well, I was drawn to the property when I was a kid, uh, and this goes back to literally when I was an adolescent and I started reading these books that were, at the time, considered to be pretty racy and pretty dirty. Uh, I actually lied about my age the first time I bought a My Camera book, uh, a paperback where, where the, are you sure you're old enough? Are you, you need to be 16. Well, I'm 16. Of course, I was 13. <laughs> but who hasn't done that? Who hasn't True. done that? True. But it, it, you know, he's a classic character. When it, it, going back to 1947, there are some movies in the 50s, TV shows from the late 50s up into the 90s, and is one of, if not the most famous, of the tough private eye characters. Yeah. So he has a, I think he has an enduring appeal. He also is the character who really was the first of the Avengers of the. Uh, and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Marvel, and I'm not talking about the UK Avengers. I'm talking about the the, the detective hero, the tough hero who would would get even. Uh, the first story famously is about Mike, who is a uh, veteran of the Pacific War, avenging the death of a fellow combat soldier who had given an arm in in, in battle to save Mike Hammer's life. So th- those books really came out of post war and the the reaction to the post-war world maybe being something of a disappointment to the people who fought to uh you know to make that post-war world ha- uh, happen so so anybody you can think of from well James Bond through and any any tough hero who uses sort of the means of the bad guys to defeat the bad guys that all began with Mike Hammer cool now i know you know, kind of, you briefly talked about the story why did you decide to go with this particular story well, uh, it actually, I worked with Mickey uh, on some anthologies. I knew him very well. We were good friends. And I would say he was a mentor. And uh, he had some material in, in his files that, that lent themselves to this. He had done this basic story as a proposed radio script that was never produced and also as our TV show. And I mean, these go back to the early 50s. We're right. probably talking about 1954. And then... Maybe 15 years ago, uh, uh, he and I developed a screenplay from those. Uh, and the screenplay never was produced. And so when I got the opportunity to do the comic book, I thought, well, here's the story that Mickey worked on that, that is set up visually because it's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's a film screenplay. script. So why not, why not use that as the, at least the starting point? And uh, also, everything I've done on my camera uh, and Mickey Spillane uh, for Titan has, and I'm talking about the prose books that I've done because there are, there, I've done 10 novels, I believe, at this point. All of them have significant amount of spoiling content. They're stories that Mickey began and didn't finish. So so I'm not writing these out of whole cloth. This isn't just like the umpteenth Mike Hammer <laughs> story by this by by the twentieth or thirtieth writer. I'm just the second guy working from material that Mickey actually did himself. So you were working off some of his original material yes. kind of helped finishing it up. I'm fi- that's yeah. that's the mandate. Okay. Uh, that's the in fact before his death, uh, he told his wife that he said 
round up everything you find around here, give it to Max, he'll know what to do. And I, I, I think I, I consider that the uh, biggest honor I've ever had. That is a great honor when, when he actually t- sought you out to yes. do these books. And he, he was, well, we were good friends. He, uh, my son is, was his, his godson. I mean, okay. we, we became close. Okay. And I did a documentary about him. Okay. Which we actually showed in, because uh, th- there's an English aspect to, your, uh, uh, to your, your podcast, correct? Correct. Well, we showed uh, my documentary, Mike Hammer's Mickey Spillane, the National Film Theater oh, okay. in London. Nice. Mickey and I presented <laughs> that. So that was a big honor for, well, for me and I think for him. <laughs> And when did you guys have to do that? That was uh, uh, late, late uh, 1999, early 2000. Okay, so turn of the century. Sure. Yeah, turn of the century, yeah. Cool. Now, how long have you been working on this project? Well, I've been do- I've, I started on, on the, the, the old, bigger project of doing the novels just within, within a, a year of Mickey's passing. This one we've been on, I think it's been in the, the hopper for working for about a year. Okay. It and takes a while to turn a comic book out. I mean, the <laughs> elaborateness of the art now is... Yeah. Uh, with, with the paint, I, I came up through, you know, I did Road to Perdition, and I did Batman years ago, and, right. and Ms. Tree, uh, and that was pretty much old school. I mean, these weren't drawn on computers. Yeah, you know, where they, now it's a lot of digital yeah, art. Yeah, and, and, and full color and painted, and uh, which is... Uh, it's, it's, it's a whole other way to look at it, and I, I think it's pretty cool. Cool. Now, the other book that you're promoting here is Quarry's Work. Can you tell us a bit about that book? Well, well Quarry is a, a character that uh, I created a long time ago and have done uh, over the years as a series. Quarry is a hitman, and his, he also has a troubled background with war, but his war was Vietnam. And there was a TV series last year on Cinemax called Quarry that was based on the novels. So uh, we decided to do... A graphic novel. I'd never done a graphic novel about Quarry. They'd all been prose. And it was an opportunity to do a new story and take advantage of uh, some visual possibilities. Quarry's backstory does have to do with Vietnam, and I've always kept it just that backstory. And this was an abil- gave me the ability to tell one of two storylines. There's two converging storylines. One is in the modern day of 1972, <laughs> and the other is in in 1971 when he was uh, when he was fighting in in Vietnam. Okay. And we, we have both of these stories and cut back and forth, because with with a graphic novel, I can really I can do it. I can do the visuals justice. We could see what was what was going on there. Now you said you had been working on <clears throat> prose. You done quarry stories in prose. Why yes. did you decide to do a graphic novel? Well, I think you know, I. I it's an opportunity to reach out to a different and wider audience, and the fact that we'd had this TV show had, adre- had attracted people to the character who didn't even know the character existed before. Uh, and then again, the Vietnam aspect of it was something that just cried out for, you know, for gra- a graphic novel depiction. Um, we did something very interesting here, I think. The, they alternate pages between stories, so you're 1972 on the left hand of the page, on the right-hand side of the page, you're in 1971. Okay. And there's a color scheme uh, where if you go into the, you know, the, the Vietnam stuff tends to be brown and tends to be uh, green and look, look very much tropical. And then, then the other stuff is, you can see there. It's yeah, kind, kind of more Sophia. Right. Yeah, so you full, can, as opposed to full color. You can glance at it and know, well, these are, these are two different storylines. And you know, I've never had anybody say they were confused by this. <laughs> Which is which is nice because I would that was the that was the experiment, 
can we tell two stories and, and just alternate pages and people not just have their heads spin? But you have so much more sophistication in the readers of, 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 of graphic novels and comics these days. Uh, it's been fascinating to me, to go, going back to Road to Perdition, which was actually published in 1998. Yeah. And, and to see the way the graphic novel has changed in not only in terms of the way it's done, but in the way it's perceived. Uh, at, at the at the premiere of Road to Perdition, and when we were walking down the you know the the red carpet, what I was hearing from the reporters who were calling out to me, and this is 2002, not that long ago. Yeah. Well, Max, what's a graphic novel? What's a graphic novel? I mean, that's not that's not long ago, for uh, mainstream reporters to not know what a graphic novel was, and much of the publicity that I got had to do with that, explaining to people in you know, USA Today and Entertainment <laughs> Weekly, well, a graphic novel is a long comic book, and, you know, you just try to... Yeah, make it simple. Make it simple. And uh, so it's really, really changed. The idea that there's a, a graphic novel section of a bookstore now... Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's mind-boggling. Like 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, that happens down there. Like, you know, Stephen King writes Carrie, and all of a sudden there's a horror section in the bookstore, <laughs> right? That wasn't there before. Yeah, and now the graphic novel's just blown up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, in the late 80s with, like, Dark Knight Returns, being graphic novel Watchmen, which was way ahead of its time, the Sandman Collective Anthologies. Yeah. Well, and, and where where I'm proud is that, because what I wanted to do was can we can we expand that? I, I love superhero and I've done it over the years, but can we get that out into something that's that's not costume? That there's no capes, like Road to Perdition. And Road to Perdition was was a very early pioneer in that. Yeah, most people who saw the movie never knew that it was based on a graphic novel or a comic. They tried to hide it at first. Yeah, the early posters said based on the novel by, and we went to them and said no, 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 because <laughs> there's an artist. There was Richard Pierce Rayner, an Englishman. Yeah. Uh, was the uh, was the artist, and he's terrific, and yeah. so he deserved full credit. He deserved full yeah. credit, and it and 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 uh, then I eventually did do a prose version of it. Okay, but uh, the that was one of the first, I think, I, I possibly the first graphic novel to get onto the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, possibly Frank Miller's Dark Knight got on there first, which yeah. would mean we're the first. Non-superhero. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. And I'm not sure I know at one point Sam, some of the Sandman ones and also the Watchmen, yeah. which were both way ahead of their time. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Now, are these two books both out right now? Well, the, yes. Quarry's War appeared as four comic books, and now it has been collected in a, uh, in a graphic novel, which was always the intention. Uh, first issue, I think maybe the second issue of my camera should be out shortly. Uh, and there will be four issues of that, and it will be collected as as a graphic novel okay. called the uh, uh, My Camera. Uh, I, what is the title of my story? I keep want to say <laughs> I died tonight or the night I died. Yeah, the night I died. The yeah. night I died. <laughs> and um, he said it's a four four issue of My Camera series. Is it going to be monthly? It is going to be monthly. Okay. And whether we do another, I don't know. I mean, we really haven't thought past that. We want to see how uh, the market responds to it, but it. It was part of, and is part of, a centenary celebration of uh, Mickey's birth. He would have been 100 years old this year. So one of the things when we got together with the Titan folks was, what are some special projects we can do? One that we did uh, was actually make Mickey's very last novel, A Non-My Camera, that was written during his lifetime, that was published by Hard Case Crime. It's okay. called The Last Stand. 
and we have Killing Town, which is the very first My Camera Story, which had never been finished until I finished it. Uh, so we wanted to, to really celebrate Mickey's uh, 100th and remind people what an important creator this man was and, 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 and how enduring his character is. Um, now, can people find you on social media? Yes, okay. uh, I have uh, a website, uh, maxallencollins.com. I will assume you know to put a www dot in yes. front of it. <laughs> and I do a weekly update slash blog every Tuesday. And there's various essays, and you know there'll be pictures of the con next next Tuesday, okay. <laughs> uh, for example. And uh, I'm on Facebook, and you can find me. There's an author's page. Okay. And you, are you on Twitter at all? I'm technically on Twitter, but I don't I don't don't use it. My son, who's uh, obviously young, younger than me, as most sons are than their their fathers, uh, he uh, he he does uh, occasionally post there for me. Okay. But, but I'm pretty active on on Facebook. Facebook. Okay. I always post my uh, my blog on Facebook as okay. well. Okay. Cool. So people can go to your Facebook and then go to link it link oh, yeah. to the blog. That's right. I'm okay. not I'm not hard. They're not trying very hard if they can't find me. <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you for your time today, Max. Well, you've asked great questions. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good job.